You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman, and we are here to inject some serious energy and inspiration into your day. So get ready because today's episode is going to be a wild one. All right. Now, before we dive in, we just have to say this. Our incredible listeners never fail to amaze us. You guys really came through with the wedding photography horror stories for this episode. And oh man, let us just tell you, they are absolutely bonkers. We've got tales that'll make your jaw drop, your eyes widen, and your heart race faster than a bride chasing her runaway veil. Let me tell you. (laughs) Okay, so picture this. Hella overbearing mother of brides, ring catastrophes, rude as heck wedding planners, and more. These stories are filled with unexpected twists, hilarious mishaps, and just some seriously jaw-dropping, you won't believe this happened moments. It's a roller coaster of emotions, and we can't wait to share them with you. So grab your headphones, buckle up, and get ready to laugh, cringe, and honestly thank the Lord that these stories haven't happened to you, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Just remember that these stories are all in good fun and we are here to celebrate the craziness and chaos that makes weddings truly memorable. So if you are ready to hear some of those outrageous wedding photography moments that our amazing listeners have experienced while shooting weddings, then keep listening. We know we are ready and I hope you're ready. So let's jump in and get this party started. Welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. You've started your business for a reason, huh? You're following your dreams because something deep, deep down inside your heart is on fire for it. And that's incredible. But if you're still scratching your head on what the why behind your business really is and what keeps you going day to day and how the heck to share your heart with your clients and customers to connect with them and to stand out in your industry. Well, we've got just the thing for you. We want to help you find clarity and nail down your reasons why. And once you do this, it's a total game changer when running a business. Because once you know your why, that's when you're able to tackle your goals, actually succeed and keep that fire under your butt. So if you're ready to get really honest with yourself and discover some really incredible life-changing vision, snag our Determine Your Why and How to Share It with Your Followers guide at theheartuniversity.com forward slash why. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, it is it is tea sipping time. So, guys, guys, y'all did not come to play. I know I said this in the intro, but like you did not come to play. Y'all oh said, "Oh, God. I have some stories." You said, so, "Hold my camera. I will." Sp- <laughs> I will share the stories. <laughs> we have a lot here, so we're just gonna straight on dive in. Like, we're just no chit chat. Yeah, we're gonna literally, also fun fact. I read through them because I put together our outline. I mean, I skimmed them. I tried not to like super read them so I could give my like raw opinion. But Evie, bless her heart, has not read any of these. I am coming in completely blind. I cannot honestly wait <laughs> for you to read these. Okay, great. Okay. I'll go first. I'll okay. go first. So this first one, we're also before we go, we're keeping all of the names anonymous just because we don't we're not here to share an episode where like in any stretch of the imagination, somebody that may be involved in any of these stories, that's probably unlikely, but just in case it is, we don't want this episode to be like a call out or like yeah. start drama at all. This is just purely for entertainment for us photographers and business owners to enjoy some hilarity at the expense of others, frankly, but also at everyone's expense. <laughs> Okay. All right. So story number one um, is from a girl that she kind of dropped a bunch of one-liners. So these are like a bunch of stories kind of involved, like but for all from her. So story number one, she goes, oh, Lindsay, I've got stories. All right. So it goes, a planner and I... Oh, wait, sorry. I can't even... Well, I already can't talk. A planner I worked with was photographing the unplugged ceremony with her phone in the aisle next to me. Oh. I probably would have felt way about it, but she was so unprofessional the whole wedding and made me have to work twice as hard. Also, I was trying to crowd or also she was trying to crowd the brides getting ready room taking photos behind me on the phone. <gasps> yeah. So that's the that's wedding first planner. One. I'm assuming what I'm assuming is the wedding planner was trying to get content for her like business, business but like at the expense but of like, the that's also not valuing your client. She's photographing an unplugged ceremony in the aisle next to the photographer? No. No. You you're take the, a, you take a, like a behind the, the scenes lead photo. of the day. Like arguably you're the queen of the day. If you're the wedding planner, you run yeah. the whole day. No. Like you take, you take a behind the scenes video of the ceremony from like 
the absolute back of the venue or like a, a basketball court away. Maybe. Okay. That's dramatic, <laughs> but okay. Anyways, continuing next. Okay. One. Okay. All right. I had a DJ give the bride a full-on old-school microphone to walk down the aisle with. I had to jump in and say, um, no, someone will bring it to her when she gets to the altar. <gasps> I don't understand. A, she's carrying a microphone in st- instead of a bouquet, don't I? <laughs> My confusion is it says a DJ. I would think that a videographer, because why does the DJ need sound or oh it's probably to mic up so that if it's like a large ceremony everyone can hear her yeah exactly yeah no she's not holding the microphone down the aisle get out of here dj okay that's hilarious all right the next one my first elopement ever i was wearing a black knee-length dress at a national park and was taking bridles before the ceremony i backed up and was not paying attention and tripped over a tree root fell on my butt and pretty sure i flashed the bride (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious i have definitely i was wearing pants but I definitely, I have completely slipped and like eaten it on elopements with my couples before. <laughs> oh, wait, can I add my own in here? This isn't a wedding photography story, but this happened literally like two weeks ago. I was doing a session uh, at a vow renewal that I was like, just, I was there for my friends. And so like everyone, we were all close friends. So I was like offering like free shoots if anybody wanted to do it. And so uh, our friends' parents who are, we're very close with, but also are our pastors, I was doing their session. They were so cute. They were like making out like crazy. They was, they so, it was the best. But I had like a 24 hour like viral bug coming on me. And so literally we end, we end the photos like, and I'm like, what, four feet away from them. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't feel good. And then I like literally just like turn over and vomit into oh the trap or into the, into like the grass. <laughs> we all have embarrassing stories. Okay. Oh man. Oh man. It's great. All right. Okay. The next one from the same girl is I leaned over to grab something shiny in the sand once once at an engagement shoot and pulled out a used tampon applicator. <gasps> horrifying. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. No. This, when she said I've got stories, she was not playing around. Okay. That's insane. Okay. This one. Okay. This was Wait, this one was a session, but worth mentioning. I arrived to the beach for a family shoot, and as I was paying for the meter, a seagull pooped on my head. I had no choice but to roll with it and shoot the session, then drive home and shower. Man, this girl. Drive home an hour home, or drive an hour home to shower. This girl has had a rough go of it. I know. Oh, wait, there's a follow-up sentence to that. She says, thankfully, it got me some report with the kiddos right off the bat. That's hilarious. Oh, that's great. All right, that was from girl number one. Okay. Okay. Now but we're gonna we go. All, we all know that men don't listen to this podcast. No, they do. There's That's a couple. not true. Men, you are so welcome here. We you love are absolutely you. welcome. We love you so much. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, pandering. Uh, story number two. Mention like person number two. A few years ago, I was shooting a Greek Orthodox wedding and learned the most important lesson ever. Always, always find out the rules of the church before the ceremony. Yes. Okay. The church had a strict, you can't move at all policy that the lead photographer was not told about and neither was I. (gasps) We were doing our thing and suddenly the bishop stopped the ceremony and literally came down off the pulpit and stood over the lead photographer and yelled at her about being a distraction and to stop moving right now. (gasps) Two things made this horrendously worse. First, she was right next to the father of the bride, kneeling down, and this guy was very intimidating in his bishop's robes and hat thingy. And second... The description. <laughs> and second, this church was painted with a huge mural of Jesus right above their heads. Think Sistine Chapel and the t- 12 apostles surrounding him. So, <laughs> so, when the, so when the bishop was thundering and yelling down at the crouched lead photographer, it was like Jesus himself was yelling at her too. All I could do was stand staring in absolute horror. This was nearly eight years ago. And let me tell you, I have never photographed a church wedding without directly speaking to the officiant about their rules and regulations ever again. The best thing about this is that she was a second. So it wasn't even her responsibility to do this. She just like got to witness it. Okay, but that is also, that is... That is traumatizing. And I will say the lesson we can all learn from this, because this is very good lesson to learn always, especially if you are are doing any sort of church wedding, always speak to the officiant and or priest, pastor, whoever, and confirm the rules and regulations 
before you shoot. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually, I keep interjecting, but I have a very good story to interject with this that very similarly, uh, I was shooting a Catholic wedding one time and I did my due diligence the day before I scouted the church. I talked to the person and I was like, Hey, what are your rules? So lesson, I did, I did the lesson here. I talked myself about like, where can I stand? Where is okay? And usually in Catholic weddings, I, I think this is a pretty obvious rule, maybe not, but, but I thought so that you can't stand on the stage. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's not like a big stage. It's usually like a step up, but like you cannot go on it. Yeah. I don't think it's as, as strict. It depends on the church, but it, Mine, my church that I was photographing wasn't as strict as this girl's uh, was. Of like, like you, you can't, can't move at all. <laughs> you could move, but you just couldn't go on the um, stage. Yeah. So I, I did my job, and so the bride's coming down the aisle, and the videographers, God bless them, but uh, uh, the, the, the bride, <laughs> the bride and the father get down the, uh, the father bride, not the actual father of. The, okay, you get it. Um, <laughs> the bride and her dad get down to the beginning of the aisle, and literally right as soon as the priest is like about to talk, the videographer steps in and act, wow. like gives him a lav mic to like hook on his robe. Like literally in like the bride the and her father. The ceremony is already going. Oh. Right. Like they, they're literally, they've walked down. They've had their moment. They're literally talking. The, the priest is about to open his mouth and the, the videographer is like, can you put this on? And I was far away enough that I couldn't hear what the videographer said. I'm assuming that's what he said. The priest just looked at him and he was like, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and I think, I guess the videographer pushed because he was like, I, I need your audio. I think, I, again, I'm assuming that's what he said because I was too far away to hear it. But the priest just like held it. Like imagine like someone looking down at you, like a pathetic disgust of life. And just like, <laughs> he just like looked at the lav mic, just like with the absolute disgust on his face. Like what the hell? I mean, oh he wouldn't say that he's a priest, but like... <laughs> But I was just like, oh my gosh. And then to bring back the stage, like during the ceremony, the videographers were like up on, like when they were going to like, I don't, I don't know the fancy terminology, but like they were like blessing the water. That's absolutely not what happens. I can't remember. But like whatever like cultural thing happens at, at Catholic weddings where they like go back to the, I don't know what the fancy word is. Is it like the pulpit? But it's not the pulpit. It's like the, can you help me out? Do you I know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, any Catholics, I know we have some Catholics. Tell me, help me out here. Um, whatever, like they do, there's there like a very ceremonial, important moment yes. going, occurring Thank in you. a ceremony. And yes, it doesn't matter what it's called. <laughs> whatever. And the videographers are like up in it. Like honor the, the yes. sanctity of the meaning, like in, in certain ceremonies. Whatever culture it is or whatever religion it is, like or honor. Or whatever the location is too. Cause it, yeah, it's just, it just depends so much on like, yeah. So many different factors. Every wedding day is unique. You cannot just get up in everyone's faces at every wedding and assume the couple's going to be okay with that. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Oh, that was my interjection of a story. So now, now to story number three. All right. Back in 2021, I had two weddings that were rescheduled from COVID that ended up rescheduling to the same weekend. One on the east side of the state on Saturday and one on the west side Sunday. I think it was a six or eight hour travel between the two. It ended up being the hottest weekend that year as well. Saturday was 102 and Sunday was 113 oh, degrees wow. Fahrenheit. I'll say that. Okay. Sunday's wedding was off grid, full outdoor ceremony and reception. At the Sunday wedding, it was unlike anything I've ever experienced with the heat so high and humidity at like 60 or 70%. Humidity not uncommon for this part of the state, but the 113 heat was a record. We rarely get over 103 or 105 degrees. I ended up passing, blacking out <sighs> mid ceremony. Luckily, I had a second shooter, so that that so that was extremely helpful and was able to do so without no one noticing. Without no one noticing? Oh my gosh, that's great. But also not. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, though family portraits were right following. Little did I know until weeks after, my camera had malfunctioned and it didn't write those files onto my card. <gasps> in total, I think I was missing 10 images or groupings total, but they were the only formal pictures taken that day with important family members. Oh. Wait, that's the end of the story. Like there's not a, there's not a like. Redemption. I found, I found them. <gasps> oh no. Oh. Okay. I that... can't imagine passing out. Imagine like, because it's like, you're already on your feet. By the ceremony time, you're, you're hot already because you've been working all day. Mm -hmm. And it was a double header. Imagine passing out. Oh my gosh. How did how did no one see her or him? I don't know. Like, but imagine like if you passed out. Oh my gosh. Like, how did the guest not it was probably like hopefully the back of the ceremony or something, and it was like she said a full out or they said imagine, a full out. Imagine okay, wait, guys, imagine being the second on that wedding. Like just <laughs> like look just, over and you're like, oh shoot. 
it's on me now. Oh man. Well, not only is it on you to photograph it, but you got to like help your friend. Like, yeah. Okay. Wait. So lesson that I want to point out from here, cause we can all learn mm-hmm. shoot dual cards. Yes. Just in case it doesn't write correctly on one card or a card corrupts uh-huh. or something. And Which obviously you might can- require you to upgrade your gear if you don't have a dual shooting yeah. camera. But and and I just want to like I, in no way are we blaming this person by any means. We all have had gear malfunction stuff. Is like stuff yep. can happen even if you are shooting on dual cards. Your camera could have not written to both of those cards, and there's nothing you can do about it. But let's just take a lesson and say if you are not currently shooting on dual cards for wedding day, you need to do it. A hundred percent. Okay. Right. Next story. Story. story number four. My husband and I were doing the getting ready shots and everything was going super well. I got a text from my husband that there was an issue with the groom's suit. It turns out that he didn't check the suit bag after he picked it up from the cleaners. Oh no, the cleaner gave him the wrong suit. <gasps> it was on a Saturday and the cleaners was closed. There wasn't an, an emergency number or any other way to contact them. He just rolled with it and wore someone else's <laughs> suit for the wedding. <gasps> Thankfully, the size was close-ish and it wasn't super noticeable that it didn't fit. <laughs> oh... My gosh, that is the best. It's not funny, but it's funny. I feel like that's that's the most. I mean, like, literally, what else are you gonna do? Like, literally, what else would you do? You have to wear it. Like, but you, don't... you didn't check it at the cleaners before, like, confirming that you're picking up yours. Okay, suit. but that sounds like such a dude thing to do. Like, imagine like any dude. Like, they're just like, I don't need like whatever. I'll pick it up. Oh my gosh! Like, why would they check it? Why would any dude check it? They wouldn't. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. All right. Story number five. Um, <laughs> this is from our... Well, no, wait, we're not going to share. That I, I almost said she doesn't care, but we won't say it. Okay. This is a real email from a real mother of the bride because I didn't see a payment come through and sent a reminder email and then quickly after sent an email saying I made a mistake. So this is coming from the mother of the bride. Wow. Why do you suppose an annoying, dried up, crusty, insignificant old boomer like me, not even worthy of nine seconds of your time, can figure out how the HoneyBook system works and you aren't even able to? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, She goes, like, literally, I was so confused. I was so nice to her the whole time, but I don't know what she was talking about. Oh my gosh. The fact too, I feel like she roasted herself. A hundred percent. Dried up, crusty, insignificant old boomer like me. <laughs> also, how rude. So rude. Like, even if you're like, she literally, I mean, she's roasting herself. So maybe she thought she was being joking, but I don't think so because it's like, it. I think she was saying that she not was not even worthy of nine seconds of your time. Like saying that I think. She was saying this is the how she was saying the photographer was perceiving her. So she was totally smashing the photographer yes, and being like, yes. you're being a judgmental. You're perceiving me as an annoying, dried up, crusty, insignificant old boomer that's not even worthy of nine seconds of your time. But like, I mean, but, she didn't say what she wrote, but I don't think there would be anything that you would write in a follow-up email saying, hey, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to send that, that would indicate somebody... Okay, but let's get on. There's there's more. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. She goes, okay. Oh, and another one from the same crazy mother of the bride, the same mother of the bride. Our family photo, since we were stuck with only one pose, I trust that you can now grant me more touch-up to my chin and arm and touch-ups to my husband's chin. More flattering will work. If these touch-up areas are not completed, I will demand the raw SD card and be on my way. <gasps> oh, my gosh. What? Oh my gosh. This is, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have contracts. First of all, first of all, honey, now you're going to Photoshop everything. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. She's like, I will demand the SD card and be on my way. That's hilarious. Like, what is that going to, that's not going to solve the one post thing. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. All right. Well, that was a treat. That was wow. Story number six looks short and sweet. Okay. I tripped and fell during the ceremony when the bride was walking down the aisle. No, she didn't even see me, but later asked why my knee was bleeding. (laughs) I feel like we've all tripped at some point with paying clients. Okay. A hundred percent. Well, and especially like you might not have access to a band-aid. Like you gotta, you do what you gotta do. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. All right. Okay. Story number seven. Oh, this one's a good one. All right. She said, I'd say one of the craziest moments for me would be the wedding ring saga. <gasps> oh, no. All right. I have a feeling I know where this go- is going. It began with the bridal. I like a story that goes, it began 
It began <laughs> with the bridal party getting ready at the reception location, which was 20 minutes from the church. I took detailed shots, handed the box with the rings and accessories back to the bridesmaids, and I didn't think anything of it. Fast forward to 10 minutes before the ceremony, the groom comes to me and asks where the rings are, to which I say, the bridesmaids had them last. Well, we realized that the whole party was so eager to get on the party bus, absolutely no one thought to double check where the rings were, <sighs> so they were still at the reception space 20 minutes away. Of course, I wasn't the only one to blame, but I felt terrible not double-checking before we left that the rings were secured by the best man. So I went down to the basement to tell the bride what had happened. She proceeds to dry heave into the unsuspecting <gasps> trash can because this news put her so her nerves over the edge. Oh, no. Oh, wow. In an effort to console her, I say, no one can really see the rings during the ceremony so she can borrow another couple's rings and everything should be okay. Yeah, that comment did not help because she was <gasps> because this was a Catholic wedding and the priest blesses the couple's rings as a part of the ceremony, oh, which was really God. important to her. Wow. So the ceremony begins. Everyone in the bridal party is on edge because of the rings, and one of her superhero uncles is out breaking speed limits on gravel roads trying to get these rings back. Mind you, it's 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back, so he only left 10 minutes before the ceremony. Oh so gosh. I knew it was highly unlikely he would make it back before the ceremony was over. But this is when a little miracle happened. The priest preached the longest homily. Is that how you say that word? Homily? Not, not sure. I've ever seen in a Catholic mass. We thought he knew about the situation, but it turns out he absolutely did not. English is just a second language. So he had to go really slow or he had to really slow things down to be understandable. <laughs> All I can say is bless him because I kid you not, one minute before the ring blessing, the bride's aunt calmly walks up the aisle and drops their ring onto the best man's hands like a ninja. At that <sighs> moment, everyone's shoulders relaxed. I stopped holding my breath and the rest of the day was just peachy. Oh my gosh. She says, so the moral of the story is to always announce loudly to both parties where the rings are after you take detail shots, unless you want to cause everyone and you some major anxiety. Oh Wait. my gosh. So did the... I, I I, mean, to be fair, as the photographer, you, you could do your deal, Jill. Like that maybe is going above and beyond to do your due diligence to be like, hey, before we leave, who has the rings? But I would almost argue that's that's not something that I would automatically think like, oh, that's under my job responsibility. Yeah. And she as handed long as off, you've Yeah, as long as you've given them back, obviously, like if you left them somewhere without giving right, them to then anybody. That's on like, you. Yeah. But she handed them back to the bridesmaids. So like that was in no way her fault. Like that's what the bridesmaids are for. Right. Oh, unless you have a wedding planner, like the bridesmaids, the maid of honor is there to help with details like that. So, but that's a situation that like, it just fell through the cracks. Like it's, that's it's almost hilarious. like, who's oh, to blame so, really? That's so traumatic. Can you imagine like going up to your client and being like, so here's the situation and, and she's she dry. dry heaving. Oh, that makes me so sad. That makes me sad. Also, she's like trying to be helpful and being like, Hey, like we can use other rings. But then Which it's actually like, was a great suggestion. Right. <laughs> All right, okay. story number eight. Moving on. Uh, the very first wedding where I second shot, the main photographer's battery died right before the first kiss. Oh, stress. So I had to step in. I was able to get the shots and all was good for the rest of the day until we were packing up. Oh, Lordy. I went to give all the cards to the main photographer and I was short a card. Of course, it was the card with the first kiss. Oh my gosh. I searched everywhere and was trying to stay calm, but people started noticing. And soon the entire wedding was searching for the card, including the bride and groom. No. I we can hate that. I hate that they... They have to understand. We continued the search, but after a while, we just couldn't find it and had to move on. Oh, Lordy. Fast forward two weeks. I am at a family session and I go to put my lens hood on my camera and an SD card falls out. I immediately stuck it in my camera and lo and behold, it was the missing card from the wedding. To this day, I have no idea how it got stuck there, but so thankful that I didn't actually lose those memories. Of course, I immediately texted the lead photographer and sent the SD card so she could deliver the gallery. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Oh, okay. Uh, moral of the story. Uh, well, but, what, a, what is the moral of your story? Oh, dual slot again? Well, dual slot, but also have a designated card carrying case that is one of oh, those yes. like indestructible card cases. Have that. Like I always have like a fanny pack or something on me at the wedding. And if I ever am switching cards, yeah. it goes from my slots into this yeah. card case. Like, which obviously yes. mistakes can still happen again. But also I want to say whenever we're like commenting on like mistake or, or like lessons learned, we are in no way mocking the person that, that shared this. No, we yeah. all make mistakes. 100%. We have, I mean, as I've clearly shared many times on this podcast, <laughs> um, or I've shared the freaking story of me not bringing SD cards at all to a wedding and faking it for the first 30 minutes. I've shared that story a bunch. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. No, what got me was th that... 
I mean, it, I would do the same. I would be freaking out if I realized that. And like, there's nothing that you can do in that moment if people start to notice. Yeah. And then they ask you, like if they're asking you, like the bride and groom is like, hey, what's going on? Can we help? Like, what are you going to do in that moment? Lie to them? No. Yeah. I, I, I would maybe say, we're trying to find an SD card. I wouldn't I, say I wouldn't. like, these are the only photos of the, yeah, your first you your, Yeah, no, don't say that. <laughs> also, actually, another moral of the story check your batteries before every big section of an event begins. So I'm always checking both my SD cards like or memory cards, where they at on storage and my batteries before, let's say I like finish the whole getting ready portion. We're about to go shoot the first look. I check it then. If we're about to go shoot, you know, uh, the ceremony, I check everything then. Uh, Before the reception, check it then. Before like every big section of a wedding day, I am checking my gear to see, do I need to like, yeah, maybe I have 150 images left on this card, but I know I'm about to start the ceremony and I'm going to have to switch it in the middle. I'm not doing that. I pull it off and put a new one in. So that's another example. So because the main photographer's battery died and that's how that they got in that situation. So don't do that. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, the heart shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations. If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. <laughs> we created The Heart Shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and we'll see you there. Is your workflow for your clients all over the freaking place? Is stuff falling through the cracks and you feel so overwhelmed trying to stay on top of client communication? Don't worry, we have all been there. If that is you, you have to hear about the best investment we have ever made into our businesses. HoneyBook, a client relationship management software. It is an all-in-one project management tool that is designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. When I tell you it streamlines everything and gives me my life back, I am not kidding. Integrated inquiry forms, client workflow and automations, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. They also have templates, brand customization abilities, and an app so you can send invoices and emails while you're on the go. HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline everything for an excellent client experience directly from your fingertips. So you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can get back to living your life instead. We promise HoneyBook will revolutionize your business the way it has ours. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners, 35% off the first two years. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart, or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right, moving on to story number nine. A few weeks ago, it was ceremony time and I was in the aisle getting shots of the grandparents being escorted down when the coordinator comes out of the room where the wedding party is waiting with her DSLR camera and a flash attached. (gasps) Wait, ceremony? Okay, and started taking photos of people walking down the aisle, literally (gasps) in the background of all my shots. She proceeded to do the same thing during the cake cutting and I had to awkwardly step in front of her. It was uncomfortable and so unprofessional. What? Oh, heck no. Wait, like a DSLR and a flash. Oh, heck what's, no. What's getting me? This doesn't say that the ceremony, I'm just envisioning that the ceremony is outside. It probably isn't. It's probably inside. No, she's like coming out of the room where the wedding party is waiting. So I'm assuming it was a, a indoor wedding. Okay, then that makes more sense. I'm, I'm just picturing like an outdoor wedding. I don't know why I picture that with like a, <laughs> like a flash, like a person with a, a wedding. <laughs> No, but even still, like in the back of all the shots, like, no, no, I actually showed up a flash during the ceremony. If if I ever am in a situation where I think it's so dark that I would have to use flash, I always check like with everybody. Yeah. And even then I still don't like it. But also just the fact that the coordinator just pulled out a camera and started shooting like, no, my contract states that I am the sole professional photographer. what What would you do in that moment? Because like, In the moment, like as the ceremony has already begun, you probably can't do that much. I would, you know, just let the big events happen. And then if the coordinator's still shooting throughout the whole ceremony, I would go back and be like, hey, it's in my contract. I'm the only photographer. I know you're trying to probably serve the the clients too, but like you're in all my shots. It's actually making my job way harder. You're literally destroying them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did not say that, but... I literally... This reminds me, I totally forgot about this. I showed up 
to, I was associate shooting a wedding for a friend of mine, a fellow photographer. And I showed up to the ceremony at the, I did all the getting ready and I was the only photographer there. I show up to the ceremony. There's another whole photographer and their team there at the ceremony. What? And I like, because it, it wasn't wait, wait, my was this, wedding. Was this at the beginning? Wait, when was this? Like in my career? Yeah, this was you years were, ago. So you were second shooting? I was associate shooting. So oh, I was the main yeah, photographer. Sorry. Yeah, I blacked out for a second. Okay. <laughs> I was the main photographer. Some other photographer was there at the ceremony because I guess like the the venue that they chose or something like came with a photographer and what? they had booked somebody else and the ph- other photographers had been told they like weren't whatever and they showed up anyways and were shooting. And I like had, I was like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, it wasn't my wedding. So I didn't know right. all the ins and outs. I was like, oh, are you another photography team? They're like, oh, yep, we come with the venue. And I was like, no. Okay, well, um, and then I ended up like calling the main photographer and then like talking to the bride. Like it was crazy. It was wild. I what, think I, what happened? I think they ended up leaving because it was like, hey, this is in the contract with the couple. There is only one professional photographer here and it is me. And you will get in my shots and you need to leave. It was crazy. I wonder, I wonder if they, because they come with the venue, if like they just wanted portfolio. I don't know, but you don't get in the shots yeah, of yeah, no, my couple that. that I'm trying to serve. Get out of here. Oh man. Okay. All right. Dang. Anyways. Okay. Story number 10. I hung a dress up on an inside barn door style bathroom door and the back of the dress was really pretty. So I wanted photos of that. So after I flipped the dress back around to the front, there was a stain, like a wood stain on the dress. The wedding was at the groom's parents' house and the mom was in shock because they had sealed the door before it was put up. It took them an hour to get the stain out and I was freaking out the whole time. (gasps) Oh, I, I, when I read this in the Facebook group, I literally responded and I was like, we will comment and react on the podcast, but I'm sorry, I have to react right now. And I was like, oh my God. And she put like a photo of it. <gasps> I, I don't think she put a photo of it stained, but she put a photo of it up on the door in our Facebook group. Oh my um, gosh. But like, I would do the exact same thing. Like who would think that an indoor like bathroom right. door? Like, I literally, yeah. I responded and I was like, what parent is staining their door the night before the wedding. And maybe that didn't happen. Maybe it just was bad stain. I don't well, know. It says but the like, mom was in shock because they sealed the door. So like, it, mean? like they put a top coat, like a sealant on it. So like any stain or, or wood juices or anything is like locked in. I would like, be calling up that brand of sealage <laughs> or whatever it's called. Wait, <laughs> wait, this reminds me though, not a photographer horror story. This reminds me, if I haven't shared this story before, I'm just going to give you the tiniest little tease. The morning of my wedding, my personal wedding, uh, I pull my dress out, which was my mother's dress that I, from like 35 years previous that I had had altered and had had some drama with the the seamstress. She literally got my wedding done or my my dress done like three days before my wedding, which I was, I was fine with. To be fair, your engagement was like a month. It was three months, but yes. (laughs) And anyways, I like, I had some situations with her where I'd gone in and like, she'd altered something and I was like, that's not what I asked for. And then I had to ask her to change it. And then anyways, it was fine. It turned out fine. But I pull my dress out of the bag, uh, the morning of my wedding. And I had, I had looked at it before like I, I confirmed it with my dress when I got it back from her, uh-huh. but uh, pulled it out. There is blood stains all over my dress, like like whole splotches of blood on my sleeve, on my skirt, on my waistband. Yeah, oh no. no, I lied. This wasn't the morning of my wedding. This was the night before. The night before my wedding. Still, still. <laughs> she, gave it, she gave it back to you, knowing. That there were blood stains? I don't know. I I don't know how she possibly could have missed them. I also don't know how she didn't give a once over in the entire dress. I wondered if because I had like challenged her on something I'd asked her to do and she didn't do it. And I basically was like, hey, I don't like the way she like made like my shoulders of my dress were like elastic and like bunching up. And I was like, this looks like it came from China. No, like I need this to not look this way. I was very kind about it, but I was like, maybe she was mad and yeah. she like, intentionally like pricked a finger or something. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe she saw the mistake and was like, oh shoot, I'm just going to put it in the bag and give it to her. I don't know what happened, but it turned out okay. My dear friend, who's actually our podcast manager um, now, who used to be a wedding coordinator planner, knew the exact stain remover to get. She and my assistant 
aka another dear friend, drove like 40 minutes, like 20 there, 20 back the morning of my wedding to get the stain remover. And the morning of my wedding are working on my dress to get blood out of it. And I was just like, I was so chill though. That's the hilarious thing. I was like, it's fine. If there's a little blood, it'll be okay. Like get out of what you can. And if you can't, it's fine. Like... (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's wild. So stained dresses, not a good idea the day of the wedding. I would, but literally if I were this girl, I would literally die. I would literally I die know. because it was my, it would be, it was my choice to put, not that you could ever, literally ever foresee that. No, but, but, but if it was your choice to put mistake. it up on the door and it was stained, I would, especially oh, it was stained on the front because she was photographing the back. Oh, Lord. I would combust on the spot. I would, I would cease to exist. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. Story number 11. The hair and makeup team team ran an hour behind and shifted our wedding timeline, but I got everything back on track before the ceremony. Go you. Okay. And the coordinator came up to me and said, girl, I had a timeline. (gasps) As if accusing me for things running late. At this point, I was a little offended, but more confused because this was our first interaction of the day. (gasps) She had two assistants and I was working with them up to this point, but hadn't even seen her until this point. I just shrugged it off. Then time for the ceremony. The bride's mom requested I not be in the center aisle. Understandable. Is, is that understandable? Okay, all right. I have opinion. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop interjecting my opinions. Okay. And I told her I would hang back as much as possible and only be in the center aisle if and when necessary. She seemed okay with that answer. The bride's aunt went up to read scripture but stood behind the bridesmaids. I had to step into the aisle about four rows back in order to get a good photo of the aunt reading. While I'm taking the photo, that same coordinator came up behind me, tapped me on the shoulder, and very loudly, I'm convinced the entire guest list heard it, said, remember, the bride's mom doesn't want you to stand in the center of the aisle. At this point, I'm just mortified. I have opinions. You're going to say that while the, like, there is a reading happening? Okay, sorry. My whole face is beat red. I'm sure of it. I was mid-snapping the photo too. So now I have to do the walk of shame out of the aisle as I'm sure that everyone saw the interaction and is now watching me. A few hours later during dinner, the same coordinator came into the back room where the vendors were eating. She looked at the videographer dead in the face and said very rudely, who are you? He chuckled a little, clearly uncomfortable and said, um, the videographer? The l- she left shortly after and all of us vendors just had our jaw on the floor. Not only was that so rude, but how did this coordinator with 30 plus years of experience go the entire day without noting who the videographer was? Oh Needless to say, I will do everything in my power to never work with her again. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's rough. Now, look, coordinators, because I have worked, I'd say 99.9% of all the coordinators I've worked with are literal angels, incredible human beings, the coolest people who help so much with the whole vendor team. They are serving their clients. It's amazing. The 0.1% of coordinators that I have worked with who have been in this category of no, you destroy the entire wedding day for your clients and for the vendors. It is hell for everyone. Well, I said earlier... Absolutely not. Like, (laughs) wedding planners or wedding coordinators are kind of like the queen of the day. Yeah. It's like you, you... Your attitude and your demeanor affect so much of the trickle down of everybody around. Yep. I mean, I've literally, I worked with a coordinator once where I ended up turning to my bride was like talking to her bridesmaid and she was like, she's just stressing me out. She's doing like, well, like, like, cause the coordinator was absolutely unhinged. And I turned to my bride cause she'd brought it up. I wasn't going to say anything against this coordinator until I heard my bride bring it up. And I turned to her and I said, if there is anything I can do that will like, if you need something that I can serve you with, if you need a glass of water, come to me instead of her. If you need Mm. blank, like I will, I will step in. I will try to protect you and protect your energy on today as much as humanly possible. She literally almost started crying. She was like, thank you so much. She's like, you have been the saving grace of my wedding day. Like vendors, you truly set the tone for a wedding day. Like if you are acting frantic, it makes it feel frantic. If you are acting calm or excited, it will make it feel calm and excited. 100%. 100%. I feel like for wedding planners, like obviously your goal is to keep things on track. Like, and and weddings always don't go off track unless you kind of like push them. But I think when you push them so hard, it's like you forget almost that this is someone's sacred day. Yeah. And if you're pushing so hard that like they're not having fun and they're not being in the moment, like you've already ruined their day. Well, there's also a way too to like kind of help keep your clients like on timeline while like being like competent and confident and, you know, like get it like you are, are the force that protects your couple and is like 
you know, I will help. The hair and makeup team is running late. I will go talk to them for you without being like, hey, bride, you're running late. You're like, there's a total difference of like stressed versus competent and like capable of being like, all right, well, we're running about, you know, 20 minutes late. So we're going to make up that time here. You know, like you, there's totally different. And I know probably everyone listening to this is one of those 99.9% of coordinators or wedding vendors who is the absolute cream of the crop and incredible, but... 100%. We've all experienced that. You want to do the next one? Yes. Story number 12, the last one. No, just kidding. It's not. I forgot to copy the last one on there. So there's 13. Okay. Just kidding. Second (laughs) to last one. When a relative of the wedding brought her camera to the wedding and was the Uncle Bob, oh Lordy. She followed me everywhere and asked me about what gear I used, what my settings were. Oh, goodness. I posted the sneak peeks after the wedding on Instagram and she screenshot one of my images and put a black and white filter over it. (gasps) I messaged, (laughs) I messaged her and told her to take it down because it was my image. And she kept insisting that it was her image. We kept going back and forth. And I told my sister about it. She messaged her saying, you thought you ate. And then the chick that stole my image said, why am I trolling her? And then said that she did not take my picture and that I obviously know it's not my photo because I trolled her. She was a real pain in the butt with some problems. I ended up blocking her. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, no, that's why I do not allow any other photographer on the premises of my weddings. And that is the tweet. That is it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I feel like this is a common theme throughout all these stories is like having a second a photographer or an overbearing like mother or an overbearing wedding photographer or oh, sorry, a wedding planner. Just You know, the lesson we can learn from all of this, have a good contract. The end. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now this is the last one. Um, Okay. I think she technically has two stories in here, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly. Anyways. Okay. I shot a wedding for a very good friend in relation of my husband's family. In relation? Yeah. 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 Family member. Great. Shortly before the wedding, uh, the family was warned that the bride's grandfather would be attending. He was estranged somewhat from most of the family due to very due to a very ugly divorce from the bride's grandmother. There was either a restraining order between him and his ex-wife in place at the time of the wedding, or there was one of it was there was one in years before at one point. Either way, the relationships were fragile and he was making threats to someone about coming to the wedding and hurting certain people there. Oh my oh, gosh. Lordy. I was given minute instructions by the bride and her mom to not put him and his ex-wife, the grandma, together in any photos. We made a detailed list of the photos, making sure we planned photos with and without him in a non-awkward way. Get to the wedding day, an angry grandpa... (laughs) She says angry grandpa. (laughs) Okay. An angry grandpa is there stalking around. Some of the bride's uncles followed him obscurely with their concealed and carry just in case. Oh, man. Yes, it was a hot mess. Photo time rolls around and the family, including grandpa, is standing outside waiting to be placed. I am placing people on my list and have it all arranged when one of the aunts brings him over. Oh, no. He's in this picture, too. I said very kindly but firmly, no, ma'am. He will be in the next set. (laughs) No, ma'am. The aunt literally got in my face and said, this is a family. He has to be here. I said, no, ma'am. The bride and their mom expressly said no photos with grandma and grandpa in the same photo. There will be one with him in it, just not this one. She grabs grandpa's arm. What? Who is this aunt? She gra- grabs grandpa's arm, hauls him over, and places him not only in the photo, but beside <gasps> his ex-wife. I was trying to decide if I would have a screaming match with the crazy aunt or not make a scene and go against the bride's wishes. Mom of the bride catches my eye and says, just leave it. It's not worth the fuss. So the photos were taken. The crazy aunt also nearly got in the screaming match with the wedding coordinator. Let's just say we all breathed the sigh of, a- sigh of relief when the reception was over and grandpa left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, is this, is this the, is this still the same story? No, this is a different story. Okay. okay. Do you want me to share this one? Yeah. I mean, it's from the same girl, but it's okay. technically a different story. That's insane. That's like, oh, that's the drama that, uh. Okay, wait. Oh, hold on. There is a learning lesson. Well, there's nothing you can do in, in her situation where you're on, like, she did all she could do. But something that is a tip that is this story is reminding me of is a question that both Evie and I have in our questionnaire is... Uh, basically asking, are there any estranged relationships, divorces, or deaths in the family that I should be aware of so that yeah. when I'm doing family photos, I don't embarrass, like I'm aware, so I don't embarrass anybody in any situation. Yep. Um, that's a really good question to ask just because there there is actually a lot of situations where like mom and d- dad of a bride like aren't like willing to be in the same photo. Like there's, I feel like that happens more often than not, sadly. And so it's like, that's just a good question to ask. Yeah. 
This photographer said, my worst photographer moment. My second shooter was amazing and took incredible shots. She had a CF card and I used SD cards. So I took her card after the wedding, intending to buy an adapter to transfer my photos to my hard drive, then sent the CF card back to her after. She messaged me two days after the wedding and said she needed her card for an event in a few days and could I send her card back ASAP. I sent her card back and sent her a voice text telling her I didn't download her photos yet. <gasps> No, 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 I know where this is going. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My heart, I just started getting sweaty. (gasps) Okay. Oh, I didn't download her photos yet. So I needed her to download her photos onto a thumb drive and send that to me. No, 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 no. Okay. I even sent money for her to send me a thumb drive back. Sometime passed and no thumb drive. I messaged her and she flipped out. No, gosh. She had formatted her card and not downloaded the photos. Oh gosh, somehow the fact that I didn't have the photos downloaded got lost in translation and I lost all her photos. Oh lordy. Thankfully, there were no formals missing except a few of the groomsmen she had done separately. I had done some of those, but she had some gorgeous shots that were all lost. I gave the bride half her money back. Oh lordy. My second... (laughs) She gave the bride half her money back? But she's the second? No, it says... I gave the bride half her money back. Oh, wait, wait. I I, I thought this was a second shooter. This no, is the main. This is the oh. main. And then, okay, wait. So Sorry. I gave my bride half her money back and my second shooter paid the bride back because the p- bride had paid her separately. I swore I was done with photography and I stopped doing photography for two years. I hate this story so, so much. And I hate even seeing this bride anywhere because she was a friend of mine and so disappointed. <sighs> but it helps if it helps anyone else to always, always download the photos right away and clearly communicate with your second. Oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. Oh man. No, I read this. I don't know what it literally says at the beginning. My second shooter was amazing. I thought that she was the second shooter. Nope. Wait, so if I'm understanding this correctly, she's the main and her second took her... Why did her second take her SD Her second didn't. Her second gave... So the second shooter had CF cards and the main shooter used SD cards. The second shooter gave the main photographer her CF cards, but the main photographer didn't have an adapter yet and was planning to go out and get one and then like download her photos. But then the second reached out and was like, I need my cards back fast. And so instead of going to get an adapter and downloading, she was like, okay, I'll... Did she need it the next day? She said... She needed her card for an event in a few days and could I send her card back ASAP? So probably by the time you like mail it back, it was probably getting down to the deadline, but even still. So I'm just like thinking of like a learning lesson that like... Okay, learning lesson. Downloading your photos that night. (laughs) Yes. Like I do not... Yeah. Very rare situations. But now if I'm working with a second shooter, I bring my hard drive to the wedding and at no. the end, you know, of course now, granted, <laughs> Landon second shoots with me on most weddings where we, you know, we go home to the same location. I can do it that night. But if we are splitting ways with my second at the wedding, yeah. I bring my hard drive and my computer with me to the wedding. And or, after... Or take their SD cards and, and yes. say, you're not getting these back for a while. <laughs> or at least... Or I what the, I... The, the moral of the story is before your eyes shut and your head hits the pillow that night, back up the cards multiple times. Yep. Or even like I, to, like it's not uncommon either to have your second shooter. I will have my second shooter sometimes shoot on my cards and then they can download the photos at the end of the wedding and I yeah. will take my cards back home. Right. Um, right. Yeah. There's different ways to do it, but the oh, end of the wedding night should not close. You should not be sleeping until the photos are backed up. Oh, that's so, that's one of those, like, that will haunt you forever. Another learning lesson. We've said this multiple times in this episode, but um, have a dual slot camera. Yep. I mean, that wouldn't have helped, I guess. Well, yeah, it would have, because if if both you and your second have dual slot cameras, you're both shooting on CF and SD cards at the same time. So that in theory, you have four copies, obviously not of the same exact shot, but you have, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, man. okay, we're going to end on one final little... One like, final one. This is from the same girl, but okay. Back when I did weddings for $400, I got some pretty sketchy gigs, as we all do. As we all do. <laughs> uh, once, a groomsman who just wanted to drink beer and be done with photos literally had his middle finger flipping us out on almost every photo. <gasps> Hands in his pockets with his middle finger out. We didn't notice till we were editing. Oh my god! I literally can picture that. Like, I'm imagining the pockets yep. of like... A, yep. And like, you literally just have... But my question is... I don't notice those if things. If you were a groomsman, you were a good friend of the groom. No, you're assuming that people are wholesome and awesome. <laughs> like, no. There are some people that like just want to have a good time. And like, they don't, they're not there to respect like the sanctity of the day. 
And th- maybe it's their personality <sighs> that they're like a trickster or like they're goofy and like that's just their personality. That's, that's actually kind of like, funny. <laughs> they're not going to hold like the photos sacred. That, that's just, that's assuming that everyone values that. And it, like a that's random groomsman, funny. especially if like they're just joking, like they're jokesters, you know? That's kind of funny. <laughs> that's where I would maybe... Well, no. At, at the time of this oh recording, the, the Photoshop beta thing, you can't use it on client work. But that was that's a situation where I would almost go in and like highlight the hand and be like, give all fingers, please, or remove middle <laughs> finger. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this kind of reminds me. Oh, never mind. We're not going to tell that story. <laughs> what? We're done. It's just, I, I literally, I smiled at a groomsman once <laughs> at a wedding when we were, I was standing in line for food and he like had to walk through and I smiled at him and said like, oh, sorry. And like moved out of his way. <laughs> and he, he messaged me later asking me on a date and he told me that because you smiled <laughs> and at him? he said it was like that moment that he was like, oh, I have a chance with her. <laughs> okay. But to be fair, the best part of this is I did end up dating him. <laughs> That wasn't, I had no intention. I literally was just like, oh, sorry, and moved out of his way. And, but we ended up, we ended up going on like, I think like four or five dates. Which is the hilarious. audacity to think that because you smiled at him, he's like, oh, yeah. I got her. He's, well, no, he wasn't. No. He was actually like a really, really sweet guy, really cool okay. guy. But that was the moment where he's like, oh, I have a chance with her. And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. I just moved out of your way and smiled. No, he's he's amazing guy. He's like we're still like on very friendly terms. Like he's he's awesome. But it, that cracked me up of like the groomsmen stories we could all tell as photographers oh, so are good. endless. <laughs> Maybe that needs to be another episode. Like that, niche even oh, more. Yeah, groomsmen stories. If oh, you I want that, it. if you want that, hit us up. Let us know in the Facebook group. DM the heart at the Heart University. If you love this episode, if you want more wild stories, I also think we should maybe do a horror story on just not even photography related at all and just be like client, like clients, like service industry stories. Yeah. Like it could be a story of you at the Starbucks line. It could be a story about anything. Like I think we should do an episode like that's yeah. a little bit more generic, not photography niche, not even wedding photography niche, just like service industry. Yep. What was your experience like at the buckle in the mall? Like I want to know. <laughs> Like I know. So if y'all are down for that, uh, let us know and we will poll you in the Heart and Hustle Facebook group for those stories. So make sure you are in the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. It is a free community. There's thousands of incredible entrepreneurs in there. We will have the link in the show notes. And in the meantime, <laughs> we uh, love these episodes. We love being with you every week and we will see you on the next episode.